Good day. Welcome. This is the Trending Place. This is the Trend Podcast with Justin A. Williams. And I am here to bring you exciting content from all across the spectrum. And today I'm doing that exactly with my great guest, Sam Castro. Today we're going to be talking about fitness. We had a fitness episode already this season, but I want to do it again, particularly dealing with the end of the pandemic. What kind of strategies should people have in terms of reaching their fitness goals, getting fitness goals if they don't have any. As a pen, we transition maybe from working out at home and working out remotely to working in gyms. Also, kind of what is it like being a personal trainer or somebody who's in the fitness community? What are the commitments? What kind of books should you be reading? What kind of content should you be subscribing to? And how do you package together kind of like your own system because i've met so many fitness people that say i have my own system i do this i do that and that and i'm always curious about you know how did you learn how to do that you know because they don't teach that in school college they do but not in like high school or anything so yeah so sam how are you i'm good thanks for having me on this is awesome first podcast ever so pretty cool that's great yeah um it's it's good it's been it's been crazy in the fitness industry the past, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, two, two-ish years now. Like, um, okay. I, I think for the most part, uh, trainers across the board have done really well since the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of been an industry that boomed with all the virtual um, like businesses that came out of the pandemic or during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who kind of like, hopped on that trend really did well. So, uh, but it's interesting to see, like you said, uh, kind of the end of the pandemic and people coming back into gyms because it definitely is uh, a transition. So Mm. it's important to have a plan. (laughs) Do you support that transition? I mean, just not even as a trainer. I mean, do you feel like maybe a society where people are working out on their own is superior to a society where people kind of congregate and work out? I think it's it's a good mix. So I'm not in either camp, basically. I'm not partial to either one. I think uh, community is a really important part of uh, fitness. At least mm. that's something that I value and something my clients have come to value. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that... It's it's interesting because I've been working in the gym in person since September of 2020. That's when the mm. gyms officially opened back up in New York City. So uh, I've seen kind of this transition starting from people just being unsure about being in the gym in person, wearing masks, kind of like keeping to themselves for the most part. But I've definitely seen gravitation towards more of a community-based aspect because people just want to be around other people so even if people are working out by themselves in the gym it seems like people are more open to talking to people or just getting other people involved in their workouts so that seems to be the trend yeah Yeah, i think it's important to have like a community i so i'll tell the uh, the audience uh sam is someone who has trained me before Uh, i did her program for i think what was it like three months right yeah Uh, three months Four months, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, five months, I think, yeah. So, you know, I got great results because I was kind of able to find her online. Uh, my family was able to. My sister told me about her. And that was a new way of 
finding a trainer, you know, because I was always used to just being in the gym, right, and you're working out, and then all of a sudden someone on the staff sees you, and they say, hey, do you, are you interested in personal training? And then you feel awkward, like, sure, why not? Right. <laughs> you know, and then you're paying an exorbitant fee for somebody to shout at you for an hour. Um, but, you know, I met one of my best friends doing that, you know, for someone that was one of my trainers for a while. You know, he's a great friend of mine. Um, I think community is important when working out. I know when I do Muay Thai, I go way harder when there's other people around. Um, just because I, I have mm-hmm. that competitive spirit, I want to keep up. I think a lot of people who are ex-athletes who competed in things, um, you know, if you're trying to get back in shape, it's important to be around people that are going to make you feel like you're on a team again. Um, yeah. So, and, and anyone who was not an ex-athlete, if you just want to be athletic, I think, um, you know, you have to find out, I think, maybe you agree, Sam, that you have to find a way where you really just enjoy what you're doing, right? Like, it, yeah. it really sucks when you just go to the treadmill every day and you hate it and you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important yeah. to find exercises that you, you really like and a, and a space that you can really have some fun with. Well, how, how, what kind of tips should, could you give to to people in terms of how they can identify, you know, the, the workout for them? Like, how do they know a kettlebell is their spirit animal? <laughs> right? um, I mean, you, yeah, absolutely. Well, you hit the nail on the head with that point about finding something that's fun for you. Um, because if it's like a job, you're not going to want to do it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, trying to identify what you like, that's, that's just going to be up to trying different things. So that's kind of like how I started my fitness journey as well. Um, I was just like, I started with yoga, which I really loved. And then I was like, I kind of want to do something more. I want something more resistance based. So I started going to group classes, which were okay. I wasn't really loving them. Um, I kind of wanted something more personal. So I found strength training. I found my own trainer and it was really cool for me to see progress in lifting weights, lifting heavier or doing things in a more efficient way, uh, technique wise. So I really dove into that. And for some people, some people don't like lifting weights, which is fine. Um, some people would rather do something like Pilates, which again, you don't know if you're going to like Pilates if you don't go and try it a few times. So like finding different things that are a close to you, It has to be accessible because otherwise you're never going to do it if it's 45 minutes away, right? Especially if you live in the suburbs somewhere like a local gym, a local fitness studio, or like you said, uh, you found me online. That's another great option. So um, just try things out a few times. Give it a few times. Learn how uh, the system works right? Because sometimes when people try things, they're expecting that it's either going to be you're really good at it or you're really bad at it. And if you're really bad at it, they're like, okay, never mind. I'm not going right, to keep right, doing this. Right. So that's also another thing is that you really have to give it some time, uh, yeah. give things time, because especially when it comes to fitness, if you don't mm. have that background, if you weren't an athlete, you haven't worked out before you're not going to be good at it necessarily right. right away so once you get over that hump it'll be it'll be right. easier to to like decipher which things you actually like to do mm-hmm. which is what happens to a lot of my clients right so yeah i think it's one of those things where you know you um 
No, if you had that kind of, um, you know, you can kind of imagine yourself uh, like in some kind of pressure cooker when you work out, right? That like you feel like uh, spotlights on you and, and you, you're, uh, you're, you're proving something to yourself or to someone else at the same time. I think those are really great tools to usually learn when you're young, you know, if, you, if you're an athlete, if you're in sports. I think muscle memory is really important, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, fact, that, the fact that when I was a kid I was kettlebelling means that even if I take five years off, when I come back, I still will be able to perform the exercise pretty well. Um, exactly. So in terms of like the pandemic, right? Um, a lot of people bought Pelotons or indoor kind of uh, athletic equipment. And maybe they're feeling like, how do I incorporate that now into my fitness now that it doesn't seem as appealing as it did when I was quarantined, right? That, you know, it, right. It's, I probably got something that was somewhat cheap. I probably got something that was pretty simple. Um, you know, what do I, what do I do with the stuff that I bought now that maybe I'm feeling more like going to a gym? Um, so you can just create a well-rounded routine, uh, wherever you are. That's what I help a lot of my clients with because a lot of my clients, at least my newer ones have come from doing things solely by themselves at home to seeking in-person help with a trainer and actually going to the gym. So we don't forget about all those things that they have at home. We just incorporate it into their weekly routines. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of my clients has a Peloton at home, and she has a few sets of weights. She sees me in the gym two times a week, and then we don't forget about the other days of the week, of course, um, at least not with – if you have specific goals, you need to have some kind of consistent, progressive routine – So what she does is she rides her Peloton probably three to four times a week, whether it be a 10-minute ride to a 45-minute ride, kind of anything she has time for. But, you know, so that kind of eliminates the need to go to the gym for another day because you still have things you can use at home. And that also eliminates the need for people that tell me that they don't have time to do X because they do have it in their home. Mm -hmm. So. You know, that makes things easier and it makes it easier to stick to a routine. Yeah, I think that's a really big key is uh, the mindset shift that has to happen, you know, to, mm-hmm. to really be successful at whatever your goal is athletically. I think, um, you know, when I was in college, I was rowing and my goal was to survive the practices and survive the races right? because <laughs> right. I, it was so taxing to me physically. Um, because we trained so much that, you know, I became just, I mean, if you saw me freshman year when I was rowing, I was just a machine. It was like a Schwarzenegger, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we were doing at, like, we were weightlifting three times a week. Then we were on the water every day, uh, twice a day. And, you know, I, I know that when that, after, when I stopped rowing, I was just burned out and I put on weight that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mindset changed. I started making excuses when I wouldn't make excuses. I started, you know, creating bad eating habits. So for somebody right. who maybe didn't, you know, up their athletic game during the pandemic, for someone who uh, maybe feels like they, uh, you know, they, they use the pandemic, they put on a lot of weight maybe, or they just became lazier 
how, how can someone like that shift now to a better mindset? To a better mindset. So, I mean, we can take you, for example, right? When we worked together, we worked together solely virtually. We didn't see each other in person. And a lot right. of the accountability was on you to execute your program. Right. So I had, I've had some virtual clients in the same format that really had trouble sticking to the program. You know, even mm-hmm. if I'm there checking in with them weekly, it's like, I don't have time or I did it and I couldn't really finish it. I didn't have the motivation or the desire to push, push myself to get through it. Right. So it's, it's definitely hard to transition from that kind of like pandemic mindset into like, okay, I have to get up and go and do this. Um, but it's possible through just breaking things up and trying to tackle them one week at a time. Um, for you, it was a different story because we kind of got started right away, right? Like mm. there wasn't anything holding you back in terms of going to the gym, right. eating your meals. Uh, right. It was, you were what we call a quote unquote easy client because you, you follow directions without mm. any uh, pushback or anything holding you back in terms of your mindset. So mm-hmm. for the clients where like, I did have that issue. Um, we have to kind of scale back and meet them where they are. So mm-hmm. if they can't make it to the gym three times a week and execute an hour strength training program, um, then we pull it back maybe two times a week, 30 minutes. Uh, we find the movements that work for them, things that maybe are not as complicated or require too much thinking, um, like I'm not going to have somebody like that try to do a barbell deadlift. I might have them do like a Romanian deadlift with dumbbells, Mm. something that they know that they feel confident with. Um, Yeah. It's kind of just about breaking it up into pieces and then slowly adding more as they feel ready, which has been, you know, it's worked very well with most of my clients so far, if they're having trouble with their mindset. Um, and then also for me to constantly check in on them, I'm definitely very hands-on and like, I, I care about how my clients are progressing and how they feel because mindset really is everything when it comes to people's fitness journeys. It's not just you get in and you get out and that's it. It's kind of like you have to fight against things coming up all the time. So Having somebody to talk to uh, really is helpful at hold times you, when hold you accountable. Hold you accountable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you have to send to them progress photos, you know, you're going to start thinking, well, I, I hope these are different, right? I hope each exactly. time I do it, there's a change. And if there's not, then it's like, you know, that's really on you. And then you're you're the one who's going to feel embarrassed if you feel embarrassed. You're the one who's going to feel like you're not doing enough. You know, I I, I remember right. when um. You know, just just when I first started losing, actually seeing improvement on the scale, that's when I really started to make a, a mindset shift where I started mm-hmm. following um, other fitness people on Instagram. That was a big shift for me. I started um, wanting to hear more. I, at first, I guess for years, I was just like, I don't want to hear that. You know, it's just overly positive. But then I started listening to it and saying, okay, what if these people actually do really want to help me? <laughs> and you know, people like David Goggins and people like um, 
you know, the rock I follow too. Uh, mm -hmm. People, guys, who just tell you, push yourself, challenge yourself. Uh, how are you going to attack your Monday? How are you going to attack your Tuesday? Uh, things right. like that. And that kind of mindset. And that was something I, I used to have or used to practice. And then I think I had um, some, 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 some things happen in my life that really derailed me for a while emotionally. And I kind of mm -hmm. lost the capacity to get in touch with my kind of that, that, I don't want to say rage, but that kind of like um, that fire you need, you know. Yeah. The eyes to keep tiger, pushing yourself. You might say. Right. Yeah, the eyes of the tiger, <laughs> you might say. And uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I always think that like if you if you if you make working working out like mentally fun, like it's like Noom, mm -hmm. right? Like Noom is that app where people are mentally practicing to eat healthy. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with calories or anything like that. And I think working out could be like that too. Like if you if you just imagine yourself in some way that it, excites you right like um you know i always used to do this thing where um i was really into greek mythology when i was a kid um and we used to have these races when i was in middle school i would imagine that like there'd be like a chariot you know the sun god had a chariot Helios mm -hmm. or whatever and he'd be chasing me and i'd be like oh my god and i would run <laughs> with that like mentality of like every time i run this dude's coming from the sky and chasing me out and I, I don't agree with that, you know, but that's because I was, I was so unconfident before I needed something to like hold on to, 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 to mm -hmm. get me to a new level of thinking. And a, a personal trainer can do that for you. You know, yeah. like uh, someone that you, that, that is, has an expertise and is literally there for an hour or however long, um, just solely focused on you. Uh, I think, I think it can be really great. I mean, I know a lot of people like classes and classes are great too. Um, but you know, when you get individualized attention, I think it really makes, for me, it really made me feel more like an athlete again, mm -hmm. uh, because you know, I, I could, uh, I could, I could, I was measure. someone was measuring me, you know, someone yeah. was, was measuring me again. And that, that was cool. I think, I think it's important. Absolutely. And it's really nice to kind of see, uh, your highlighted progress, right? Like every month. Yeah there were improvements physically and um, I guess like in, in your lifts as well, right? Just yeah. take it as simple as that. You could barbell deadlift more than you have before with less back pain, you know, right. that's, that's great. And that's motivating for a lot of people. Right. Um, just being able to highlight people's progress, no matter right. how small, because mm -hmm. a lot of people come into the gym kind of like, okay, like I have to work out. I have to get through this so that I can like quote unquote be in shape. Um, but then once I start trying to shift that into what can you do with your body? Like how far can you push yourself? How strong can you get? How like, you know, if your goal is to transform your physique, like how much can you go into that? Um, and it's really cool for people once you kind of, turn it around as a process oriented uh, kind of like activity basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's a reason why um, on a lot of, uh, you know, pe people I think more and more are searching for community in life. Well, mm -hmm. I'll put it this way. I, I think before the pandemic, people, had a high need for community attachment. I think that's why Facebook was doing well before the pandemic. Instagram, 
so you know there's a boom in these um social media kind of apps and and whatnot and activities and mm-hmm. but the pandemic kind of shifted people into a mode where they're more feeling more comfortable being isolated and more comfortable being i guess they're kind of in their bag you know just not mm-hmm. wanting to socialize i see a lot of memes particularly young, among younger people saying things like you know this is my third this, this is my saturday night and it's just like sweatpants and right <laughs> and a glass of wine you know and, and and i think i don't think that's healthy i don't think that's you know people wanting to work remotely i think has benefits but uh the remote thing is not uh we're not we're gonna forget how to have interpersonal conversations mm-hmm. and interactions and we're gonna forget certain skills that are really important that keep humanity sane and keep us together. You know, the fact that, you know, looking someone in the eye when you talk, you know, that's, yeah. that's something I had to really learn. I was really nervous to do that. Uh, but in learning that, I became more confident. You're not going to learn that if we're just learning remotely all the time. No, definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of my clients, when we first came back to the gym, when they reopened, we were kind of just like, uh, sorry if we're speaking kind of weirdly. It feels weird to form full sentences in front of actual people. So yeah. I get it. The same thing can be said about uh, working out. Like virtuals are great, especially if you already know what you're doing. But mm. um, it's just so there's something to be said about in-person connection and also yeah. having somebody see how you move right in sure. front of you. Sure. It just... I prefer that over virtuals. Right. But. I think I think some people don't have the goal to improve when they work out. I think they're very right. focused with like weight loss. I think weight mm-hmm. loss is the number one thing people say. I, I or like definition, right? But I don't think people are really saying, okay, am I really trying to improve my squat? Like, what do I need to do to get fifty pounds more on my squat? And I think yeah. honestly, like if we had that kind of mentality more, where if you focus on ac- exercises that you can improve by, like increments like 15 20 mm-hmm. 25 pounds you'll see the weight come off in a way that's probably more healthy for you psychologically right because you're thinking of like a real substantial goal that is measurable in terms of um productiveness like of your body as opposed mm-hmm. to just something that is um i don't, I don't want to say more shallow everybody wants to lose uh not not be uh, overweight but um i would say that it's better to measure yourself based on if, if you measure yourself with the mentality that I'm trying to improve in this area and then you happen to lose weight because of that, then you've had a healthy mindset and you've lost weight as opposed to obsessing mm-hmm. over every pound and obsessing over every scale, time you're on the scale and right. fearing the scale and, and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a huge uh, debated topic in the fitness industry because mm-hmm. uh I mean, a lot of the time in order for somebody to be successful in the industry, you have to sell the quick results or right. like you have to come up with a new fad diet that's going to help you drop 10 pounds in a week, right. right? Like that's what people want in this society is quick results. But in reality, fitness is about the long game right. because um, it would be great if uh, everybody saw it as something that they're doing for life because you do need fitness for life. Like people who don't exercise have like 
higher mortality rates and like um i mean just in terms of right exactly uh or just in terms of like growing older you know as strength training helps build um bone density and you know it's just like even if you think about that like would you rather have uh more risk of injury as you grow old like Mm. the number one uh, is it number one cause of death or like risk in elderly people uh, of injuries falling. So like if you can prevent that, why not Um, among so many other things, but other than just those things, which are huge, if you play the long game with fitness, um, the results are going to be more lasting. Mm -hmm. The short term, weight loss and short-term muscle gain, all those promises can only get you results for a short term, unless you're willing to live a, an extremely restrictive lifestyle for a long time, which I mean, some people do, but it just really doesn't work out for the majority of society. So, yeah, I mean, I think these celebrity fad diets really do us a disservice, right? And every time you hear of some celebrity who just had hot sauce and ice <laughs> right <laughs> for every meal and lost 30 pounds in two weeks and yeah. and and now they look amazing and, and it's like you know first of all if they lost anything it's water weight right. and like that's just ridiculous i mean i've heard some like baby food diet and yeah. you know i think um unfortunately hollywood plays a big role in the fitness community now mm-hmm. as celebrities are try are you know ever since i guess the action movies started coming out in the 80s celebrities want to look fit on camera they they want to mm-hmm. and they and they and they can make a lot of money being fitness celebrities just by having a fit body they got to follow on Instagram exactly. and then they they're off and i think a lot of this skews the kind of advantages and the and the right mentality of somebody who's trying to better themselves through exercise i think a lot of these people so we don't realize these people are spending much of their salary on their fitness exactly we're talking thousands of dollars and they are they have all the time in the world to do it it's their only job it's not like they're Mm -hmm. like an accountant or a stockbroker or a cop uh or they own business i mean yeah so you know i i just think that um you know when i was growing up we really i really wasn't like a fitness celebrity was like someone like um, someone from the eighties, you know, like Jane Fonda or something like that. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden now, like fitness, a fitness celebrity is a is a very legitimate. It's totally different. And yeah. And what would you what would you say is um, like the best way? Like, are there quality people to follow? Like, are, are there people that um, that are saying things that are not toxic that are really helping people that are uh, legitimate? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's, it's definitely, it's difficult because there are a lot of people in the social media spotlight that are famous for the wrong reasons and in the fitness industry. Um, Just take Jillian Michaels, for example, people think everything she says is, uh, is gold, but there a lot of, fitness trainers, fitness professionals in the industry have 
made her posts a topic of debate because she's putting things out there that are ridiculous in terms of diet and exercise. But she has millions of followers and people do what she says. Um, she was, uh, I think, a host or a trainer of The Biggest Loser, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but so there are people like her. And then there are also other fitness, quote unquote, fitness professionals that are not actually certified trainers putting information out there. Mm. So people like me who, like I'm an actual fitness professional, I can parse through those people on Instagram and see like who's putting out credible information or not. But people like, I don't know, uh, I think you could do that, but maybe somebody who's just starting their fitness journey would not be able to do that because they're looking at the people who are like, getting great results or so it mm-hmm. seems. And they're like, I have to do this. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say that I look for people that are more inclusive. Um, look for people that are talking about the long-term game and uh, talking about things you can do for you rather than you need to do this, uh, and millions of people have done this, so this is what's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't know. There, there are definitely more influencers out there that are talking about fitness in a more inclusive way rather than trying to sell fad diets and, you know, get shredded workouts type of thing. Yeah. So. I would also say to the audience, um, see an endocrinologist. See someone who is mm. trained and has a degree in the area specifically, if it's weight loss, that in, in weight loss and, and in overall body health. Because Right. Um, and, and also, if you're going to get a trainer, get a trainer that has some kind of nutritional background as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know with Sam, it helped me tremendously that I could also – have the right kind of diet for what I was doing. But, you know, you want to go to someone who actually has expertise in these areas. You know, exactly. These people, these people who promote these fad products and these fad diets, they're not doing these things. That's mm-hmm. the thing. None of those models that are in those hydrogen, high, uh, those, those, you know, uh, weight loss products commercials or those fad diet commercials are actually doing those things. Definitely you know, not. um, <laughs> It, 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 it's it's sad, but it's true. And I, I just think that um, uh, it, it's just, it's just you know, I think it affects people who are who of all ages, but I think it affects the youth even more. It gives them a false kind of idea. And, and a lot of people, like, promote things that they shouldn't be promoting, like steroid use, mm-hmm. you know, in young people and things like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of just a, a big mess, but... Uh, now, my next question for you is, uh, all right, so a lot of people think that um, they can Google and say, okay, is it cardio or weightlifting, right? Should I be weightlifting to <laughs> lose weight or should I be doing cardio to lose weight? And you can find 50 articles that say do cardio and 50 right. that say do weightlifting. <laughs> and which which one is it? Is it uh, both? Is it a mix of the two? Uh, which, what, what's your answer for people who are saying, who think that that kind of, with that kind of dichotomy? It's, it's both, absolutely both, but um, the, it, both are used for different things as well. So losing weight is kind of a loaded phrase because um, some people want to change their body composition 
Some people want to build muscle. Some people want to just purely lose weight. They don't care if they're losing muscle in the process, right? So I find that most people who come to me, they want their goals are to A, lose weight and B, create some definition. In order to create definition, you need to build muscle. And after you build some muscle, in order to see the definition, you need to bring your body fat percentage down a bit, change your body composition, basically. So cardio can bring your body comp down and help you lose weight and body fat, but it's not going to help you build any def- build any definition. It's not going to help you build muscle. You're not going to get quote-unquote toned arms from cardio. Um, so they're different tools, but both of them in combination – can be used to help you lose weight or change your body composition. Um, Strength training is the only thing that's going to help you build muscle, AKA what people think getting toned or it's what getting toned means. So um, yeah, it's everything. Everybody needs to do what is doable for them. And like, depending on dependent on what their goals are. Right. So if your your goal, if you want to tell the audience what your goal was coming into working with me, so we could tell them a little bit about what we did to get there. Yeah, so my goal was I needed to lose a lot of weight. Um, I uh, I was about 360 pounds, so I was mm-hmm. very, very heavy. And, um, you know, I was someone who had been a Division One athlete. I had been an athlete my whole life. Um, you know, it wasn't a matter of, um, you know, not trying to stay in shape when I kept putting on the weight. Um, I have a, I'm hypothyroidic, so I have a hypo, I have a, you know, a thyroid that I take medication for. Um, but the medication I take for it just balances my thyroid. It doesn't make me lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to find something that was going to help. And um, what I wanted to do was find someone who could help me push and figure out what is it that exactly that I'm missing because I tried to do it on my own and um, I wasn't getting any results. In fact, I was going in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so uh, what we did was we gave, I gave Justin a program. Uh, I believe it was three days of strength training, correct? Or four? Uh, three. Three, three days of strength training, and none of those days were easy. All of those days were challenging. So that's number one. You have to find something that can challenge you. I don't need you to die at the end of every workout. That's definitely not the goal. Although that happened in the first few weeks because Justin just needed to get used to uh, (laughs) being back in the gym consistently again. Um, But you need to find something that challenges you. The the challenge creates uh, stress and the stress creates the change in your body. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're lifting 10-pound weights over and over again in group classes and you're wondering why you don't feel, see or feel results, it's because you need to push yourself a little bit more all the time. You know, you can't just stay the same and expect things to change. Uh, in life and definitely in the gym. So uh, we also, I also had Justin doing cardio, um, which was what? A, f- a few times a week. Rowan. 
in addition to the strength training. Yes, rowing, yeah. which he liked to do. I wasn't going to make him run miles on the treadmill if that's not something he wanted to do. So we found something that was fun for him. Uh, for me, I, I don't like rowing. I also, I rode in high school. So that would not be my form of, uh, my cardio of choice. But uh, I do things that I find enjoyable so that I can actually do them. So that's what we did for Justin. And so it was a combination of the two. The strength training helped him change his body composition, lose weight, build muscle, and then it was also fun. We, we picked exercises that were fun for him to do and that he could progress with. And then the cardio helped balance all that out, work on his endurance, work on his cardiovascular health, and uh, work on general uh, body fat loss as well. So, yeah, it's, it's just finding the right program for you uh, based on your goals and based on what is doable for you so that you can execute week to week. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think um, what I've, um, what I've kind of found for myself too, since um, Sam and I stopped working together was uh, I've added a lot of uh, interval training to uh, my cardio. Uh, I'll do uh, Muay Thai boxing at a gym and that's basically 45 minutes of just almost nonstop uh, explosive mm -hmm. cardio. So you're doing, you're kind of getting both kind of the benefit of a steady state and you're getting the benefit of explosive interval workouts when you obviously work, do martial arts for that long. And I do recommend people try martial arts um, just because it taps into a form of uh, energy in the body that other exercises don't really push you to do when you have to do punch combinations and kick combinations. So even if you're doing katas and doing sacred energy, uh, ancient movements, um, you know, you're really tapping into a breath space where your body starts to really uh, stress out and your, your mm -hmm. body really kind of freaks out a lot, especially, I, I mean, I know that for myself because I've been, I've been heavy. Um, you know, your body just will not will, but should feel like I need to make a change but how and how energy is distributed in my in my frame, you know. Like I think, yeah, I I I, I think our bodies kind of can communicate with the brain that something's not right. Definitely, martial arts martial arts is great. I definitely recommend it for everyone as well. Uh, I've been I've been doing Muay Thai for a long time, but I just started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu this past summer and mm -hmm. it's been awesome there really is nothing like it in terms of comparing it to exercise or strength training like right. you said it just puts your body into a whole different zone um but yeah it's it's awesome yeah all right so sam do you have uh any uh last uh words or words of advice for the audience um, I mean, just in terms of transitioning back into the gym, if you're thinking about doing that, uh, get into a routine. You're going to be sore if all you've been doing is working out at home with minimal equipment and you go back into the gym, you're going to be very sore. You're going to be very tired. It mm. might feel discouraging going back there, um, especially because it feels so different and so difficult. But uh, take your time and make sure you prioritize recovery. 
that was another thing that Justin and I ran into in terms of him getting extremely sore in the first few weeks of getting back into the gym. Uh, recovery was very important. Sleep, um, some electrolyte powder, and uh, eating enough calories. But um, make a routine, make a plan for yourself. If you feel like it's too much, there's nothing wrong with pulling back because, again, it's all about the long game in terms of lasting results um, as you grow older. Like, it's uh, that's important. So, yeah, happy lifting and feel free to reach out to me directly. If you have any questions, you can always shoot me a DM and tell me, uh, Justin sent you. I'm here to answer everybody's questions. What's your handle? It's uh, at S-M-C-S-T-R-O. Okay. Uh, Yes. (laughs) All right, great. Well, thank you, audience, for tuning in this week. Again, we post for the last two weeks of every month. This is season two. Please like, share, and subscribe, comment. Shoot me an email if you'd like or find me on Instagram. But please do share and talk about the podcast. And as always, remember, we're better when we trend together. Take care, trenders.